and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday the 27th of September. My name is Ben and once again here is Andrew. How's it going mate? I'm very good mate, how are you? I'm very good as well, thank you. Another win for the Blades, what is that, three wins out of four? It's pretty good at the moment isn't it? Five unbeaten. Yeah, I haven't yeah. lost for, uh, what, getting on for a month now, going back to mm. before uh, that Huddersfield game, actually, which does feel quite like quite a long time ago now, I think. Just, that's just... our last defeat, yeah, you're right, aren't you? Yeah, you seem like they were one after that, but no, yeah. you're right. I mean, we did lose in the Cup on uh, Tuesday night. Um, which... That were a draw. That were a draw, yeah, that's true. We <laughs> lost on taking penalties. that as a loss, that's six unbeaten. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can, uh, we, can, we can mention that one later on, I think, but uh, neither of us were able to watch no. that one. And uh, well, I suppose we were able to watch it, we could have actually... You know, I I've got a good excuse. I was actually at work, so I could have um, I could have gone, but I'd have missed the first half an hour or whatever it would have been. But yeah, that's a good excuse. Uh, I <laughs> think excuses in. <laughs> yeah, I think I was playing on my PlayStation. That was my excuse. <laughs> that's definitely enough to me. <laughs> anyway, sounds of it. Like I, th- I mean, I think it were a fantastic game. Obviously, we'll come on to it in a bit, but I think it was a really, really good game. But I wasn't expecting it to be. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But uh, yeah, anyone who went sounds like they had a they had a, a good time, even if the ultimate result was um, not ideal. Mm. Anyway, we'll get to that. What we're going to talk about, first of all, of course, is our latest league win, the game I was much more interested in in the last week. And that was a 1-0 win over Derby County at the weekend. Beleaguered Derby County, mm. crisis club Derby County, I've heard yeah. them described as. I just want to get this in early. Like, I don't have any sympathy for Derby's plight. This is like self-inflicted. Their owner is, you know... Bent the rules so much that they've finally broken. They they sold sold their own ground to themselves. I find it amazing it's taken them this long to get into this position. To be honest, I think I think it's fair to say it probably should have happened last season. I think yeah. As much as we hate Wednesday, there's possibly an argument to say that yeah they could probably turn around and say, well, hang on, why did they? Well, you know, they've done basically the same thing. But obviously now Derby are in a worse state than Wednesday even are uh, obviously in a higher division, but look, it's looking like 21 points or whatever it's going to be and going to admin. So, mm. yeah, I, I mean, there's all that. It always reminds me of that thing, that re- the Premier League big six things where people were saying, oh, yeah, you, you know, you can't punish the fans mm. just because the clubs have done this. And that I do feel sorry for the Derby fans because it's not their fault that their chairman has, or their board or whatever has acted in this manner. But at the same time, I imagine they probably weren't complaining when they were having Mason Mount rocking up at yeah. Pride Park and Tamore and uh, whoever else they had, yeah. Well, this is, yeah, this is the ultimate outcome of spending money that they don't have um, mm. or, you know, f- fiddling your expenses to such an extent. You know, it's, I think it's very, you say you don't feel sorry for the Derby funds, but I think it's very different to like Wigan, for example, where that oh, yeah. that just yeah. came absolutely out of nowhere and and was not, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if I'm, maybe I'm, way off piece there and being a bit naive but as far as i'm aware that wasn't the result of like years of malpractice it was just no by the i think that were a little bit dodgy i think someone came in and basically asset, asset stripped him didn't they i think anyway the blades beat him as uh as i was very pleased to see um by no means a vintage performance but no. i think uh at the time and certainly a couple of days later I feel like we did more than enough to win that game. Um, but what was your overall takeaway from it? I came out, I, I met Liam who made the podcast with after he was at a different time. We both basically said the same thing, that it wasn't great, 
but we did definitely deserve to win, I think. I don't think there's any real argument about that. We were one point, understandably so, because they had a man sent off. If they had not had that man sent off, things might have been different. But that final half an hour, it were, it were pretty much all us. And it was, we did miss a few really, really good chances. I'm thinking like NJ's header for a, for a kickoff, which went wide. And then there were Osborne one that led to the corner, which he should have done better with. Um we wasn't, we weren't great, and I thought Derby defended absolutely fantastically well. To be honest, I have to take my hat off to them because I'm really impressed with Derby actually, given everything that's happened and this mishmash of a team they've put together. I think that was one of the better defensive performances I've seen at Bramall Lane this season, probably the best, and that includes even the teams we've beat in Birmingham and Huddersfield because I think they were under pressure all game, and I thought Jackie Elker and Davis were fantastic, other than the end bit, obviously with Davis. <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, and I have a, a note here that's basically, yeah, credit where it's due. I know I was uh, a little bit disparaging about Derby, the club there, but Derby's players, I thought, defended really, really well, even allowing yeah. for the fact that we, I think we still created five big chances um, and, and put up close to three expected goals as well, which is, you know, that reflects quite a good attacking performance from us in terms of the actual quality of chances, if not like the sheer weight of them, I suppose. Um They've just, I don't know if I said this last week, but they've managed to like clog up games really effectively, Derby. There's only been, um, yeah, so that was, that was their ninth game. There's only been a total of 14 goals scored in those nine games, so that's four and against, which is the lowest in the league. Um, and even now, after a one nil defeat, there's only Coventry and Bournemouth that have um conceded less than their eight goals. And they are mm. third and first in the table, respectively. I did, so yeah, I did think of that because you, you did mention it last week, and you know, halfway through the second half, I was thinking, I could see why they're keeping clean sheets and what you were talking about because I wouldn't even say they were ultra defensive or mm. anything like that. In fairness, you know, they had a couple of breakaways where they didn't, you know, I mean, they do struggle for quality in the in the final third, don't they? I don't think Baldock and Ravel Morrison are really two players who are going to get you enough goals to do anything. So they obviously are playing into a certain... They're far better than they were last season when I saw them. Yeah, that's a good shout. I, I, again, I really do agree. I, I didn't think they played particularly defensively. I just thought they defended no. really, really well like across across the entire pitch. I mean, they did a yeah. they did a brilliant job on Gibbs, White and Jai, I thought, and that, yeah, yeah. that just forced it. You know, that took away a lot of the threat in the middle that we've had in most of our recent games. And... Mm. Um, just forced us out wide. We had 42 crosses in this game, like <laughs> one every couple of minutes, basically. And yeah. uh, that's you... meat and drink for Jags and uh, Curtis Davis, that sort of stuff. And, exactly. You know, the ball over the top that led to the pen- uh, the sending off, should I say. Which I, I was shouting, we should have done that even more. But they were so deep, it is difficult to, to get behind. Yeah. Even so, we did get behind them several times. Um, mm. Sharp, in particular. And ultimately, that's kind of what I know. I know it took a penalty, you know, probably half an yeah, close to half an hour after the red card. But um, you know, that that did ultimately. I think that did obviously tip the game in our favour, being able to uh, get that goalkeeper sent off. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, so credit where it's due to Derby. They, they did a good job of sort of just muddying up this game. I think, and again, not in a you know, I was. I didn't feel they were a, a time-wasting team like Preston not were or anything like that. No, no, no. You know, they just they just played a very well-organized game. And yeah, I suppose I, I really, it's one of the few games. Where it's easy when you've won, especially yeah. last minute. When it, one of the few games I've come out with, and I thought, you know what, fair play to the opposition. Because I thought, yeah, we got into good areas and wasted it, but they did defend really, really well. As you know, you've got to, you have got to, It's not a. We're not playing just against a team with no opers. You know, as as, mm. as much as they're in a you know, a shambles off the pitch. I think on the pitch, 
you know, so far this season. I think Rudy's done really well to to get them playing like that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's doing... I don't know, he's probably doing about as well as he could do, to be honest, Rooney, with, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. with what's going on. I, I did... think he's paying the players himself as well. They're playing for the transport himself as well. So, <laughs> Wayne Rooney FC. No. <laughs> I yeah. do find it ironic, by the way, we talk about their, um, yeah, the, the the money they've spent. Rooney were another one, obviously. And yeah. now he's the manager. I do find it like the irony of like the, the guy, one of the guys who would put him in that state, not ruin his fault, obviously, but just because of the wage and stuff, he's now overseeing the entire thing. Yeah, that was that, that was something with like uh, their their betting sponsor, wasn't it? Um, mm. I won't I won't give free advertising to it, but I think they yeah. were essentially paying Rooney's wages when he joined, and yeah, that's probably not what uh, the chairman was expecting the ultimate outcome to be when he brought no. Wayne Rooney to the club. Um, no. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just. Uh, emphasize how old I am here I remember Wayne Rooney making his debut <laughs> I can't remember I it really clearly and now he's you know managing what? someone saw me I look like Wayne Rooney which is I've had a lot of bad insults and you know that's up there I have to admit so <laughs> yeah is there, did someone will say you look like Jim Davidson or something Liam always says a lot like Jim Davidson Wayne Rooney Alan Shearer that's not too bad I can I can uh, Sean Dyche had a go last week because I messed up shaving. So, yeah, I've had them all. all yeah, <laughs> yeah Rooney's, Rooney's <laughs> on the great. most flattering comparison, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's done a good job. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, so my, my point was, you know, they took away that threat in the middle and that did force us out wide and it was a little bit slow, low, low-powered, a little bit reminiscent of last season at times. I thought, you know, just... Keep crossing it to a packed box and it's just getting headed away. Um, I will say, though, I think ultimately, even if you think that was a, a, a below par performance, it's still miles ahead of where we were after those five, five yeah, games. Yeah, Eggie, we've got a match to be excited after because uh, there were a few people saying, oh, it was just as bad as Huddersfield. And he said he thought it was like, and I think this is spot on almost, uh, in between sort of, I say, like an in-between uh, Holloway and, uh, sorry, Peterborough at home and uh, Huddersfield at home. Yeah. I think it was nowhere near as good as Peterborough. It was nowhere near as bad as Huddersfield. We were slower and we should have been quicker, but we still created far more chances than we did in that Huddersfield game. We created more chances than we did in the first five games. Like, it's, I mean, that's... We did, it, doesn't seem, it didn't seem like that, but when you look back at it, you know, I, I read reading Dead Bash Report after and... I think he said, you know, something along the lines of that we got we didn't really create that many chances. We got into good positions, but then he lists them, and you're like, oh yeah, we did actually. You know, we, on another day with better finishing, you're talking four or five really good chances. Yeah, I'm thinking Stevens is, you know, over the bar. He's, he's got to get that on target. Or Ben Davis is when he, you know, gets blocked. That that's obviously going in. I'm right behind that. Um, oh, yeah. Njai's header, Sharp's header, Sharp when he's clean through and blazes it over the bar. The good good chances that we missed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, as I say, I think um, even though it wasn't a, a particularly fluid, fluent performance, I think it's still a lot better than where we were in those first five games. I think, yeah. so after this week, uh, which is going to be a tough a tough week, I think yeah. we will, I think after this week, there's another international break, it'll be a good point to take stock of like how the yeah. how we're shaping up overall. It'll be the, we'll be over that mystical sort of 10 games mark, you know, I think that's a bit of a, a thing and you know I'm not going to check yeah. the table until 10 games have gone um but I will say you know I cited a load of stats showing how poor we'd been after those first five games and I could cite a load now that look a heck of a lot better and um, yeah obviously yeah. one of them is 10 points from a possible 12 games as well yeah and I think people will say they'll point to the opposition and say 
you've not played the, the you know the greatest sides there. To be honest, it's not. There's a lot of. This is why I said this season. You know, I mean, I'm like an idiot. The, the early stages, but I said it's a poor league, and I, and I do believe that we've played Huddersfield, Luton, uh, Hull, Peterborough, Preston were decent, Derby were decent, but no one where you'd say, you know, the, 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 you are going to have runs of games where you're going to expect to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and we started that run of games by not winning and not scoring. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. have now put that together, I think. So that is something indeed. Um, so, yeah, the, some of these chances, um, and, and maybe I can start with uh, a, a controversial take to you that I, I, mm. I'm, I'm going to walk back here. I don't know if I can walk it back if I've not actually put it out into the public domain. <laughs> but I thought Bulldog was really poor. And, and probably our weakest player. But then I watched the highlights back and realised he could like very easily have had a couple of assists. I um, thought Bulldog poor in the first half. I thought he was really slow and uh, in terms of crossing it and stuff like that. I actually thought he played really well in the second half. I thought his crossing were better than he's been for a long, long time. I think I've just reached the stage where I just, I just expect him to not do anything when he's got the ball. I mean, he had, um, he had over a hundred touches of the ball in the game, and I. Mm. I don't think that's good to I I don't think I think things are going wrong if that happens. I, I get what you're saying with that, yeah. I mean he's not renowned for his assists, is he? <laughs> yeah. Um I know this is a weird place to start, but I just want to sort of put it out there because he obviously creates the first first two major chances of yeah, the game yeah. and yeah, I sort of didn't clock that at the time. But yeah, I was kind of getting uh, I don't know. I was like, there's, I think there's a reason why Bulldog has like 30 yards of space every time he gets the ball in the first half, particularly. It's because Derby don't see him as a threat. And uh, yeah, that that has been happening on the other side as well with Norton Davis. I've, I've noticed that myself. Where they're always in space, those two, and you yeah. and you, your natural thing is pass it to them. But then you do, and you know that they're not the most creative two players. So, be interesting to see. Um, but defensively, you know, he's sound, obviously, and and Bogle's not really shown. I don't think in the cup games, from what I can gather, not really said I deserve. You know, I, I feel a lot. I feel a lot safer with Baldock and the team than Bogle. But yeah. as an attacking sense, I, I completely see what you mean. What you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm being. I don't know. I think I'm being too harsh, but I've I've just sort of I, I've just kind of reached a stage where I just don't expect us to create anything from his chances, and yeah. <laughs> I think it's just becoming re- from his crosses. Well, it's it's become really unfair because I think there's one in the second half where he pulls it back and McBurney like air shots it, and I didn't even stand up purely because it was Bulldog crossing the ball. I was like, this is just going to yeah. get kicked away at the near post. And the next thing I know, everyone's sort of going, oh, is he is he yeah. fresh airs it? But I did anyway, think second half is crossing and delivery a lot better. I think he, he set the Njai chance up with it. I think. I think that was Gibbs White. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, um, but yeah, I, 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 that one where he. He drilled it across their area. He did nothing wrong there, to be fair. But yeah, yeah I thought he were all right, to be honest. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think he was poor. I'd probably give him a, a six out of ten. Yeah, I know this is a like I say, it's a strange place for me to start here. But um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to go chronological order of chances, and I thought it was a good a good point to say that I thought he'd actually been really poor in attack. And then when you look back, it's like could easily have had two assists in this game, if not. If not more, to be honest. Um, Next up, Bruce is rubbish. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, you know the first sort of major chance of the game put Sharp in on goal with a, a lovely through pass, and I I went back and you know freeze framed this one, and I, it's another of those where he's on the uh, on the borderline of offside, but yeah, could have gone either way. I think is you know you can't totally tell from the angle. 
sharp with a phenomenal first touch to bring it down, and then kind of inexplicably blazes it into the yeah. uh, into the yeah. Derby fans. Very, uh, yeah, uncharacteristic from having. Maybe you're aiming for him. <laughs> I don't know what they were singing to him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, he, he was obviously uh, pretty living with that. Sharp, Sharp is getting in behind a lot. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. For yeah. a 35 year old. All season this has been happening as well, but since he's come into the team. Definitely. And another, you know, another good performance from him in the game overall. And it's it's Baldock's cross as well that Sharp heads wide, um, which was quite. This is much further out than I thought um, watching mm-hmm. from the other end. Do you know what I mean? It was like around the penalty spot. Yeah. 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 And he worked miles wide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Derby, they did it at the woodwork twice. Um, and we'll obviously get to the, the second one. Uh, later on, but mm-hmm. neither of which were very good chances. I thought. I mean, this is Jaggy Elka hits the bar, isn't it? From this corner, I didn't realize it hit the bar. I thought it were cleared off the line, actually. Um, I think and they were only when I watched the ad- highlight. Should I say after that, I realized that it hit the bar. I think it might have been cleared off the line if um, if it had been like a foot lower, because uh, there, yeah. there were two men on the line, and then uh, Olsen parries away the rebound. I did. I don't really do this anymore. Bet on, in fact, I don't really bet on football at all anymore. But um, I did did have to put a pound on Jaguar. After the, uh, the Euros uh, on goals, <laughs> fiasco. <laughs> fiasco. Yeah, I'm still I'm still in massive debt from every one of those. Um, I did have to have a quid on Jagielka for uh, any time goal scorer. The odds yeah, were just far too tempting, and he was he was close there. To be fair to him, and then uh, S Baldock. Cracked one wide as well, which would have been that a... was the best chance I thought they had, other than the the, the final chart that were in. Yeah, annoying how that came about. Just like mm. just a shot that ricocheted straight to Bullock, and he just had a a snapshot that. Yeah, I thought it were in as well. To be honest, just I don't know. It just just felt like the sort of goals have been conceding this season, yeah. really. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, he put it wide. Um, good play by Osborne on the left. Um, who puts Sharp in. And he gets to the byline. Put Shop is so good at crossing inside the box, isn't he? and on his mm. left foot as well. Like, I just feel like he's done this like two or three times a game, basically every game this season. But yeah. he, put, he puts in a great cross, and Jai basically heads it straight into Curtis Davis, doesn't he, from seven eight yards? And then yeah, I, I'm all, I'm, I thought that were in, but yeah, yeah. And I thought then I thought Osborne, who sort of carried on his run, was going to bundle in the rebound, but. Uh, but he could not do so. That Osborne is so close when I look back at the replay to that that mm. if he gets like a, I don't know, just a slight touch, he's, he's definitely in, isn't it? But I yeah. thought Osborne, by the way, Osborne, I thought he was good again. So a couple of people say, oh, you know, he he slows the play down and he does to the degree he's not a he's not a, a winger who's going to take people on. But I just I I think he he gets into good, good balls and gets into good positions as well. And I, and obviously his energy is yeah and his in his work rate you can't fault. Yeah, he's shown he's shown far more than I expected he would playing that. I mean, if you told me six weeks ago Ben Osborne will be playing attacking midfield for us and doing it well, I would I would have been really surprised. But yeah, yeah, he's he's shown a lot more than I. He's, I mean, he's I think he does pose a you know not to the extent that Gibbs White obviously and and Jai do, but um, he does pose a problem for defenders. I think he, he you know he does. It keeps them on the toes. He's, you know, he's, he's very. Yeah, his energy alone, yeah, yeah. Just by getting, you know, he gets. He's not going to stop when he gets the ball. Mm. I've seen people say he slows us down because he goes. He's not. He's not a jinker, is he? He's not. You know, going to take. He's not going to like Campbell Rice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's taking someone on three or four times or whatever. But I do know what you mean. I think he, he does keep things moving for me because he's so energetic, and you can't. He's not just going to stop with the ball. Yeah, I think he. 
I don't know. I've seen I've seen it a lot of times in these maybe the last three or four games. Just it's, he moves defenders about quite well. You know, it'll, it'll mm. sort of look like he's going out to the left and then you know just switch his body very quickly and you know move the play over a different direction instead. And so, I think he looks more of a goal threat than I thought he would be as well. Obviously, yeah. got two against uh, Peterborough, but just that chance again, six yards out, he's there. You know, and that's not something I'd expected from him. Yeah, and he in the second half as well. He, he I think you said it was uh, ended up being the corner. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, again, six yard box, and yeah. I, I don't think that's corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I I didn't know if that was the one that led to the corner or not. Um, but yeah, he ends up sort of it, it gets clipped over the bar one way or another. But yeah, yeah, skipping yeah. ahead there, I think the first major incident of the of the second half is the red card, and Derby had a little bit of a warning, haven't they? Where Sharper yeah. got in, you know, very close to getting on the end of a, a long pass. Um, that was weird that I was, I was convinced he, he were going to get that and then it just sort of sped up towards the keeper <laughs> yeah um, so the actual red card what a ball this is by Norwood yes Phenomenal. I thought Norwood was fantastic by the way again and I, I, I've criticised him on here so it would only be I, I've got to be fair I'd sort of written him off as, as a lot of people had I think in this spell that we've had I think he's been brilliant in every game he has but I would caution that we've played four teams that do not press the ball very much at all. That's very true. That is very, very true, yeah. But obviously, um, I can only obviously judge him on you know the yeah. the games that he's playing. And for someone who looked woeful against even someone like Huddersfield, mm-hmm. I think it has been a, a real upturn. And I think he were really good again. I was surprised when he got took off, but maybe we didn't need him at that point because obviously it would back to the wall for Derby and we were probably trying to go a bit more direct yeah let, let me just make a note to talk about that actually because um, I, I, I do want to uh, discuss that get know what going off that is um, yeah I, I, he had a really really good game his range of passing was tremendous uh, not least this ball um, which is like a a volleyed you know over the top through mm. ball perfectly into Sharp's path um, and yeah uh, Roos comes out and Sharp just gets there first he gets clattered I was furious at the referee stop play. Absolutely furious. In hindsight, it was probably the right thing to do. But yeah, yeah I, I was the same. I was looking at the replay. I think Roos is getting back enough to cover that angle. From, it'd have to be some finish from Osborne. Yeah, Osborne would have done well to finish. I think. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he does eventually chip it into the net, but plays uh, plays yeah. long since stopped. Yeah, there was there was quite a bit to do. Much like Ipswich still had quite a bit to do when uh, the Wednesday goalkeeper <laughs> dropped it at the feet of the striker this weekend. Yeah, I could not mention that. Sorry, I've watched that goal about five times already. Honestly, and then I sent you the Radio Sheffield commentary. I think it's absolutely brilliant. If anyone wants to listen to that on Crazy Grumble uh, on catch up, just like Rob stating going, uh, "Oh no!" <laughs> the uh, the fact the Ipswich player sort of gestures to the crowd like like pantomime villain style, like just you know keep quiet. <laughs> well, it's, it's great. You know what? Everyone's going to go pick up foul, and obviously a lack of awareness. I just don't understand why no Wednesday play saying, "By the way, mate, there's someone behind you." <laughs> Absolutely remarkable. Anyway, uh, Roos clatters sharp. Who you know, there's no, there's no doubt it's a foul, um, and the red card does come out. Um, is it harder to play against ten men? <laughs> it is for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think this. I do think there's something in this. I don't want. I don't want to get too apologist about you know the fact it took so long to break Derby down eventually and we, we didn't we didn't create chance after chance after chance after this period but I think when a team is level or ahead yeah and they, they just basically remove any ambition to attack which they obviously did for the rest of the game 
Um, and also maybe, you know, they, it wasn't like an out, an outfield player gets sent off. Obviously, they have to sacrifice an outfield player for a, a goalkeeper, but the shape doesn't change that much for him. It's not like the, you know, if Davis no. had got, if Davis had got sent off, for example, Curtis Davis, this is, I think that would have been a much bigger deal than their goalkeeper yeah. getting sent off. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I, I said the same after about five minutes. I was like, nothing's really changed because we were on top anyway in terms of possession and stuff, mm. and they were just sitting in. The only thing I felt is that their attacking uh, output pretty much went to nothing other than that chance at the end after that. Yeah, which is, um, I mean, they put Davies up front for that. Was him there? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. you're right. I mean, defensively, it's exactly the same. You know, the, bo- the box stays packed. They still have the four men in front. And uh, yeah, we we still had the same struggles, I suppose. So just on the ten men thing, I'm just reading now actually because I, I, I saw this earlier. I meant to bring it up. Um, the research shows that the difference in points between a team playing with eleven men and ten men is maybe as much as half a point on average. Okay, so it's, it's, it's quite a lot, I suppose. You know, yeah, one point six nine. Um, home teams got an average of one point six nine points per game across the four seasons analysed when it was eleven versus eleven. Mm. When the away team went to ten men, the, team, the home team won an advantage of two point five points. Okay, so you are more likely to win, obviously. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it, it didn't really change the flow of the game very much, uh, as you said. But obviously, it is ultimately an advantage. Um, McBurney comes on. I think did McBurney come on four Norwood actually? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like taking Norwood off because I, I just thought his. I, I, I guess I could see the logic of: Do we really need another man? You know, spreading play about in mm. the middle, but it, it was that felt like it was going so well at this point. Mm. Um, I was really surprised by it, to be honest. Like I said, I could understand maybe. What, I think we tried to go a bit more direct. Which obviously McBurney's your biggest striker didn't really work. I don't think, to be honest. No, nah, I mean when he came on McBurney, I was thinking, right, this 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 is your moment, you know, of this season. Yeah. Uh, they're just sitting in, you know, go and find some space in the box. You win header against Davis and um, and Jackie Elker, who have somehow not mentioned yet actually, um, but mm. we definitely will. Uh, but no, I thought he was, I thought it was pretty ineffective through the yeah, whole the whole second half, to be honest. Um, and Jai, who is another one who was pretty ineffective, although, again, I, I don't really think he had, like, a bad game. He's, he's clearly a good player in Jai. I mean, yeah, I, I think with those sort of players, especially with his age and everything, it's difficult. I give us why we're quiet as well by his standards. Hmm. I still think they did certain things that no other players in the squad could do, you know, yes. and it didn't, it didn't come off. And he's not going to come off every week because that's the sort of players they are. And this is what... I heard of like a few people at the match, like going, "Oh, I saw it out." I'm like, "This is what we've cried out for." You've got to accept that these sort of players are not always going to have games where they're creating chances. That's the the whole point of a creative player. If the creative player were creating chances every match, you'd be playing at Barcelona. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's even like the best players. Look at I don't know. Um, I've seen even the likes like Bruno Fernandes have a bad game for Man United in certain European Cup. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. Mm. It's just sometimes that happens. Your creative players don't get the the space or they mark well or it just doesn't happen for them. Yeah, that is uh, that is football. Might need to update your analogy about creative players playing I've, for Barcelona. Yeah, I thought that as I said it. <laughs> so it's very 2020, that one. <laughs> um, but Njai did miss a great chance from a... A magnificent game. I'm, I'm 99 percent sure it's Gibbs White who. who yeah, fair enough. I probably got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you were right, and I were wrong last week. I'll, I'll just say with um, the order of the Burnley oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, Burnley yeah. and Wolves games the previous season. So they didn't apologies. count them games anyway. <laughs> Fake football. 
Fake football. <laughs> anyway, Gibbs White, phenomenal cross. First time, uh, I think Bulldog just pulled it back for him. And yeah, and Jai's unmarked, about seven yards out, something like that. And I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I turn around, I do this often when we miss a big chance or when we can see a goal, and I just look to the top of the cop, <laughs> by the ceiling of the cop. And just like this is not going to happen, I just say I think I actually said no, this is not going to happen today. This is just I did I did not see a score, and not necessarily because we weren't getting good positions or anything like that, but we missed a couple of fairly easy chances. We we were very sort of panicked. I thought I thought yeah, yeah, like, that's, in, that's in the, the yeah, in the final third and trying to rush it, but also being slow at the same time. And I just felt Derby'd see it out. Yeah, no, it, it looked like it was going that way. Just while we're talking about Gibbs White, I think I missed this one, but what about that like sort of scissor kick volley from the edge of the box? Do you remember that? Yeah, I believe that was so close as well. I thought it were in. Like I think yeah. keep it, keeping it moved, did he? Um, yeah. And it, it happened so quickly. Like I don't. Obviously, I've seen the replay. I still don't know totally how he sorts his feet out to attempt this. It just. I think most players just, you know, they just do a normal volley. Like you know, keep mm. both, keep one foot on the floor. And yeah, he just smashes it just wide. I, I really, really thought it was in, and I think most of the most of the cop did as well, judging by yeah. everyone having a very similar reaction to it as uh, as I did. I was very much like, I think I was just bent double after that. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. god, what a goal oh. that would have been. Yeah. Um, Ender Stevens returns. He obviously played in the cup midweek, mm-hmm. his first appearance of the season, uh, and scored obviously in in the midweek as well against Southampton. Uh, good to see him back out there. Um, yeah, and I thought he did all right. I thought he, he's far more composed on the ball than Norrie Davis for me in terms of um, he got into good positions. I think he looks quite comfortable with the ball and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not sure with Norrie Davis. And I think, yeah, good to have him back. And you know, I know he's had a, an absolutely torrid eighteen months or so, but yeah. I think in an attacking sense, in particular, he can offer us a lot going forward that we haven't got at the moment. Yeah. I've got a note here to talk about Norrin Davis, but we can we can bring it in here because I think it works well um, when discussing Stevens. I'm, uh, a, a, a few weeks ago, I can't remember which game it was, might have been Peterborough, um, I was saying, you know, I was thinking like, which of our players are like pluses and negatives in terms mm. of, uh, are they giving us more than another player might be able to give us? And I'm, I'm downgrading Norrington Davis from a plus sign to a question mark. I think. Yeah. I'd, yeah. It's, I'd, it's, I feel bad for him because obviously it's his first season with us and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't expect him to be this world beater that some people had him painted as because mm-hmm. you know I got the views from from Luton and Stoke fans and they were good, but not oh this guy's going to go to the very top or anything like that. I'm actually a little bit disappointed uh, defensively in particular. I think he does well to make up for his own mistakes, if that makes sense. He recovers quite well, but he, I don't know. I think it, I don't. his crossing's been really poor. I think even Baldock's crossing, you know, if, you, if they're your main sort of attacking fullbacks to try and get the crosses in, which it often is because, as you said, people are leaving them. We need more from him, and we need more from Baldock, obviously, as well. But we need more from Nottingham Davis. At least Baldock can defend better as well. So, Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think, um, yeah, they're like very similar to Baldock. I'm sort of wondering if we should expect and, and can possibly get more from that position. But mm-hmm. unlike Baldock, Nottingham Davis has struggled defensively. Yeah. I think you can pin some of that on playing next to Jack Robinson for a few games. Yeah, yeah I agree, yeah. But he hasn't played next to him for, uh, for the last couple of games. Um and yeah, he gets he does get caught out, you know, sort of long long passes over his head. Um, I don't feel like he's. 
I don't know. I, I don't feel like he's making mistakes. He's just, it's just not quite there, is he? You know, he's not he quite. quite high level. Up, and I think that's it. I think he does get the, the, the very little bit, you know, snap sort of bits of play where he's sort of looking around and he and he's lost his man. Like I said, he is only young as well. I mean, he's 22 or whatever, and this is his what second season at championship level. Got to give him time and stuff. But yeah, right now I'd, I'd be putting Stevens back in if he's fit enough personally. You see, Max Lowe scored, by the way. I uh, I did, but uh, <laughs> a classic goal. Can you describe it? Because I haven't actually watched it, but I I uh, he, understand how he it does a goes. well. You think I've just been slagging Norton Davis and Baldock's crossing off. This is an appalling cross from Max Lowe that goes in the net. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> he's like from uh, I don't know, just sort of I don't know, forty yards out for, on the on the left side, puts in an awful cross, turns his back, so he knows he's messed up, and he goes in. <laughs> so what you're saying is Max Lowe scored a forty yard screamer, and that's uh... what I'm saying. Yeah, a forty yard <laughs> screamer from Max Lowe. Yeah, yeah. well. Um, and he sort of cheekily smiles to himself when another player's come running over to him. That's 15 grand a week for you. That's what it gets Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Norring Davis, I'd, I'd describe his first six games as okay, I think. Um, although I think the lows have been lower than the highs have been higher. Let's So maybe maybe on balance is, you know, a slight negative. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I, I, I haven't... I just don't think he's had many, like, positive standout moments. It's just been... Steady enough with a few moments of like, oh come on, you got to do better there. Is that mm. is that fair or am I? Yeah, I think that's fine. I think I think in an attacking sense, you, you can maybe expect that to improve his crossing and his final delivery and stuff like that. But obviously, I'm more bothered realistically about getting caught out. To be completely honest. Yeah. So Stevens's stock has kind of risen in the last few weeks. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in his absence. Uh, I'm tempering expectations for Stevens because, as you very rightly pointed out a few moments ago, I think you used the word torrid and yeah, used yeah. and you used it about an 18-month period, which is not an insignificant <laughs> amount of football, no. particularly for a player who is, uh, I believe, is, is 30 now, right? Is you know, is, yeah, is entering the, I think maybe. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's 31. Yes, he's, he's entering the you know tail end of his career. Mm. It may well be that those last 18 months are just who he is now. But I hope not. And this was a it was a good little cameo. Um, you know, particularly having not played any football. For, uh, I don't think it was. And he played well against Southampton as well, by all accounts. So yeah, did, did he play ninety minutes against Southampton? He no, did. Actually. Apparently, we're absolutely shattered in the last twenty minutes. You just got looking at the clock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long left? Yeah, yeah they were, they were, we were going to bring him off. Um, apparently, Kanovich said, but due to in, we got injured at half time with Luke Freeman. We had to make two subs at half time because two people were injured, and um, so we had to stay on basically. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, 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 it was nice to see him back out there, and uh, I, I guess probably the the fairest thing to say is that that shirt is up for grabs, isn't it? Um, yeah, you, know, you said you'd like to see him straight. Incredible. Right? We've got so it's been like a long running joke. All these left sided plays we've got, and you know, none of them have really nailed down in any way, really, that position, have they? Yeah, yeah. Darren Dave's probably been the best of a mediocre to poor bunch. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, it's not. I don't know. He's not really stuck his hand up and been like, "This is, you know, you have to play me every week because I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah. crushing it in this position." So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, another game tomorrow night if that comes too soon for Ender or not. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's, he's fit to get back into uh, into the swing of things. And yeah, he had a a difficult chance. I think you know, first time when it gets cut back across the box. I think actually this is where McBurney 
fluffs it and uh, yeah, it, it runs yeah, to Stevens. Yeah. And that I was happens a lot when I burn it up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes. Uh, although not midweek, to be fair to him. He stuck away no, a nice no, volley no. against Southampton. Um, I thought it was uh, Hurrahan that had this shot blocked, but I think you're right. I think it was Ben Davis when it from ben the edge Davis, of the box. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was going in from where I was stood behind the goal anyway. Yeah, same same here. Uh, Hurrahan is on at this point. Uh, who did he come for? Did he come for Njai? Um, Njai, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously they did the straight spot with Aaron Davis, and I'm quite surprised with Hurrahan coming on, actually. But... Mm. Um, he does, once again, have a, a telling contribution. He, mm. You know, one, once that Davis shot had been blocked, it, it did look like being a day of total frustration, but then we get another corner, cycled back to Harahan, who crosses it in, and then Curtis Davis does something very silly. Can you... Can you explain to me what the hell he was actually doing here? Have you, have you ever seen John Fashion News on ball against Sheffield United in 1991 <laughs> by any chance? I, I do know what you're referring to, yeah. It reminded me of that. And obviously there's massive rumours, obviously we can't say this on here, but there's massive rumours about that particular match that were, were perhaps um, certain things going on. It reminded me of that. I'm sure there isn't, obviously, but it was just inexplicable. I can't... I, was, I, I, I sort of shouted on ball and I thought... I must have missed that myself because that he can't. Has he just done that? Do you know what I mean? I I'm usually quite poor at spotting these. Like when you know when somebody jumps for yeah. a, a header and ends up hitting their hand instead. But I mean, it's like he's playing volleyball. <laughs> the guy literally yeah. jumped with his arms straight up the whole time with with nobody near him. Because before I when I watched the replay um, after the match, I was like. I'm sure someone must have pushed him in the back and he's you know, he's throwing his arms up or something like that, which I think Jagielka did against Wigan infamously all those you know years what? ago. I thought it was Jags at first. <laughs> I, very, I thought that is exactly the same as what he'd thanked Jags, but then obviously what, wasn't. What a story that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have might have been investigated. <laughs> it might well have done. But yeah, there was, there was nobody near him. I don't know, like, did he, was he trying to shield his eyes from the sun? Just... I'd love to know. He's such a bizarre thing from such a, a guy who had a fantastic game and such an experienced player as well. I, I did not. I, I, I still can't. Under, I, like I said, I, I, inexplicable is the only word that I can describe. Yeah. I, I can't believe he did it. Utterly baffling. And they didn't even appeal because they knew, obviously. I mean, it was the most obvious. Ha- probably the most obvious handball I've ever seen in in the flesh. I think. In I suppose, but after the game, actually, he said like, "Oh, we're an obvious pen, weren't they?" And I was like, "Oh yeah," because I don't know what we're doing. He goes, "Is it just reaction? Ball going over your head?" Oh, because well, I don't like to be penalties every match, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, if you watch it again, his arm is up so early. Like I say, it's not like it's his his arms up almost before he's jumping. He like he jumps with his arms sort of telescoped up in the air. It, it just doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. I haven't actually looked for a sort of post-match interview with Curtis Davis, but no, I would I love to know. I think tweeted out, actually, apologising. Right, OK. Um, Does he say what the hell he was doing? He just said, I'm not getting paid, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, give me one second. If you just carry on, I'll see if I can yeah, find yeah. it. Uh, OK. But, yeah, uh, he'd, um, you know, he'd spent the entire game winning everything in the air and then decided to use a, you know, a different appendage to... <laughs> the rest of the such uh, a strange thing. Eighty-eight to... minutes that had come before it. Yeah, yeah. very, very he, odd. He said, uh, da, 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 da. "I'm devastating." Actually, said, yeah, I'm devastated to have given away the penalty today, but I'll take it on the chin. We go again Wednesday. That's it. So, well, if he took it on the chin, it wouldn't have been a ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's where you went wrong, guys. I'm surprised actually. The Derby fans were really sort of 
uh, they didn't go in on him at all. And obviously, had a fantastic game. But yeah. you know, you'd have thought if that would have been one of our players, imagine the stick that have got if he had done that in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, shades of Jay McEvely against. Um... Ravel Morrison has um, replied to him by the way and said, "Team game, bro. We take the L as a team and we bounce back, no doubts." So uh, I thought it was really anonymous, by the way, um, Ravel Morrison. I think the only time I noticed him was when I was worried he was going to score that free kick in the first half and then yeah, he, didn't, he didn't even take it. Was it was so obvious that was going into me. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even take it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, crisis averted. It's okay just for him to take it and just straight at the wall, like <laughs> mid-wrist. Yep. Um, Sharp, of course, has responsibility for the penalty. Now, we both said we weren't very confident last week at Hull. No. How did you feel about this one? Not confident again. Um, I took my... I was wearing my Columbia shirt underneath another shirt and I took it off to reveal the power of the Columbia, which gave me a little bit more confidence. I, I could barely look, to be completely honest. I thought, if it misses two in a row, you know, this is... This, oh, so horrible, aren't they, last minute penalty? I mean, obviously, rather a last minute penalty for us than them, but yeah. awful, awful experience for those, like, minute or whatever it is before as he's stepping up. Yeah, I'm assuming you're like me and you're already sort of... Like you can already see the headlines, you're already calculating the sort of yeah. the forum yeah. posts and the tweets and stuff about what happens Getting if he misses penalties. this one. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible penalty taker. Um, as I said last week, he is a slightly above average penalty taker, and he is now a, a slightly even more slightly yeah. above penalty taker. I will say, in our in our defence of our lack of faith. I don't know whether you saw this, but his own interview, he did admit he was pretty nervous before he took it. Did you hear that? Yeah, um, I, do you know what? I thought it was so obvious we were going to go down the middle. I mean, obviously, we follow United more than the Derby keeper. I think it was with Fulton who were in the net at that point. Hmm. Um, but I just, I, it was so obvious he was just going to keep, keep it simple. That's what well, that's his main penalty, isn't it? Down the middle. That's I what think he so. normally. Yeah, that's what he normally does. Yeah, he did it in League One pretty much every week. And I think one of the, I think it was Gillingham at home or something like that. The keeper literally just stood, stood there and tipped it over the bar. It looked awful, but it was so obvious we were going to go down the middle. And I just think if the Derby keeper had have stood there, then yeah, he'd have saved it. But oof, yeah, absolutely, just relief. Yeah, he hit it hard, very, very hard. And yeah, I think that's the best thing to do if you're not sure and you're feeling nervous. I always think that that just just leather it. Don't. You know, don't try and place it. If you if you got any sort of nerves, just hope the power alone takes it into the goal, which he pretty much did. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wish I still had this actually. When I was looking at that, those numbers on Sharp's penalties uh, in his career, there's there's very very few where he's actually missed. If you like, you know, rather than mm. the keeper saved it. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, not gone wide or anything. Yeah. Yeah, at the, at the woodwork or anything. So um, yeah, he smashes it in in front of the cop. 89th minute, finally. The resistance of Derby County is broken. And, uh, yeah, he, he was very pumped, Sharp, let's say, mm-hmm. um, in response to some abuse from uh, from Derby fans. Um, I, I kind of don't want to bring this up. And I, I feel uh, – I'm not going to say very much about this. I also feel a bit cowardly about it because um, some of our own fans were singing it at Hull last week about a Sheffield Wednesday player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to give it any oxygen, to be honest, because I assumed it was just a train full of uh, – you know, lads on a day out, just, you mm. know, that kind of thing. But Well, we saw it in the pub before, didn't we? Some uh, young hoodlums <laughs> um, come past and shouting, oh, yeah, come on, and all that, and they yeah. got to about eight. And then after the game, um, again, the, the 12-year-olds were the ones 
starting all the all the, the nonsense chants out and stuff. So yeah. I, I don't think you can blame the whole of Derby, especially as you said, we we sang very similar songs the whole last week. So yes. So I'll just say, if you are a football fan and you are singing about uh, an opposition player being a uh, criminal, let's just say. Then you're an idiot and shut up. Yeah. And don't and don't yeah. do it anymore. Like, come on. I mean, you know, we went through this with Dean Henderson and like, you know, the disgraceful abuse that he was getting over mm. absolutely nothing. Let's let's just be better than that as a society, please. You know, I'm sure there's lots of other things you can take the mick out of opposition players for. Let's yeah, I saw like that. some. I mean, it's really frustrating how how you can't get through to these sort of people because like even on Twitter, Derby fight, it's just banter. It's just banter. It's level. No, it isn't. It was like, oh, if you can't take the banter. You know, he gets called a fat, you know what, <laughs> everywhere he goes. He takes that, gives you a little bit back. I hate this idea as well, and I think this United fans were very similar a couple of years ago when Jordan Rhodes scored against us and stood in front of the cop after we gave him stick, and they went, oh, it's a disgrace. Why can't they? <laughs> you know, if yeah. you've been, given, been man enough or grown up enough to accept that if you're giving something out and they're going to have a little bit of a go back and tell you to shush or whatever because they've scored, take it on the chin. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I think it, I think it makes it better football as well. I think when Rhodes scored against us against Norwich after all that stake, hated it, hated him at that time. But it's part of the pantomime of it all, isn't it? Him standing up like you know, Warnock when he comes on the pitch doing his. Oh, don't, you don't know, mention his name. No, I'm going to say yeah, if they beat us on Tuesday, they'll be doing his. <laughs> sort of thing like he does. It's annoying, but it's part of the, it's part of it. Yeah, we said about Vardy, didn't we, in the uh, first Premier League Vardy season? Fan, I love Vardy. Like, not obviously he's a Wednesday fan. He probably hates United, but I, I, I love him on the pitch because he plays like a fan, and that's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, like I said, I didn't really want to bring this up, but you know, it, it's hard not to because Sharp obviously was very, uh, what's the word, like demonstrative in his response uh, after scoring mm-hmm. and at full time. And uh, and also, you know, he referenced it in his post-match thing about how he thought it was disrespectful and uh, he doesn't like Derby County fans, which is, you know, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah I, I like that again. Why should why, why does everything have to be so? Is it, oh, I, I, like I say, there's some outrage that I saw on Twitter that got me even, well, not as more mad as the chance, but I was just thinking, you can't give someone stick for that amount of time and then they, they have a little go back. And you start going, oh, my God, it's a disgrace. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, so, Charles makes it 1-0. Uh, you're thinking, that's it. Five <sighs> minutes of injury time. I'm but still right, mad about this. <laughs> can we, uh, Sheffield and I, can we stop scoring? Can we score earlier so that um, we don't have to do the five minutes of added time thing, please? You know, just, <laughs> I, just I, I can't be doing with it. You know, you just think like, oh, why is it five minutes? You know, the neither team had played like you know they, they were trying to waste time. I know there've been some substitutions and you know the red card and stuff. Oh, five minutes goes up and yeah, when you say you're angry, I presume you mean about this chance. I don't. I just. I mean, even though he missed, he should have scored. And I, oh, it's it's just like he's so similar to the Preston thing and so similar to the Huddersfield thing in a way. Last minute of a game that you've you've pretty much cruising to victory. Mm. Or in the Huddersfield sense, we were we just scored, so the you know, we had everything behind us. And you're just throwing it away. A, a, a really simple once again ball that Davis, who I thought were fantastic for ninety minutes of the game, misses his header, which is not, you know, 
he, he's, that's what he's there to do. Egan, I don't know what happens, like sort of loses his man and then he's clean through. And then I don't think Olsen really covers himself in glory by leaving loads of space of the net open. And then he hits the post and so lucky. And yeah, I was furious about that, to be honest. I don't understand how that happens. No. I mean, how did they get in a two-on-two from a punt down the field from their goalkeeper? It doesn't make any sense. Like, because they put, Ger- they put Curtis Davis goes up front and he he wins the header essentially against Ben Davis, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. falls to Tom Lawrence, who takes a great first touch. I should say. He, does, he really does. Yeah, he does. Just spin away from Egan, but how is he one on one with Egan? Like, I don't know. This is what I don't. Right, you see how deep Derby were. Not deep, deep in that sense, but you know the, the defender. Well, we were saying it's hard to break him. Why weren't we doing? Why weren't we like that? Yeah, because we got you know McBurney's on who you know for for all the criticism McBurney gets, he is very good defensively. He wins a hell of a lot of defensive headers. Mm. It was you know nowhere near is in. It obviously wasn't his responsibility to go and attack this one. No, or, but, yeah. And then yeah, where's where's the rest of the team? And what what annoys me with it is it. These we're coming up against teams who don't create that much throughout the game in terms of Huddersfield, I think, had two shots to both went in. I think Derby had three shots. But all these major chances are coming right at the end. Yeah. For not, what... From nothing balls. Free, another free kick, just booted up, headed on. Yeah. That's what I mean. I don't want as much injury time anymore. Like, I'm sick of just taking... injury time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of just taking the lead and then having to endure... Then the other team's like, oh, okay, well, we've got five minutes to just launch it 80 yards <laughs> yeah. and we'll win the header and be in on goal and have a tap in but fortunately Lawrence I, I don't know if he misses it or if Egan ends up slightly deflecting I think Egan it. may get a touch I will give him credit on that right. I think he does manage to get back and, and get a touch on it it's really really worrying that that one because Derby weren't a particularly direct side neither no. um, at all really to be honest we're going to be coming against Middlesbrough the Warnock on Tuesday and I imagine that that <laughs> That'll be a sterner test in terms of the uh, in the aerial duels, anyway. It uh, it could well be for sure, but fortunately, he hits the post. Uh, I mean, you know, we're talking about how gutting it would have been if Sharp had missed that penalty. Well, you know, t- times ten if if Lawrence puts that one in. Yeah, Lawrence is that'd, a... that'd be much worse than Mark Sharp missing the penalty and finishing nil nil. Definitely, like us. After what happened against Huddersfield and Preston, yeah, it'd just be like, what is this team about? I think Kavich, even after, I mean, it's difficult to to assess his emotions, I think, but Mm. even he was sort of, seemed quite perplexed, I felt, that, you know, we need need to uh, sort this out, you know, the last five minutes again. He's like, just stop being idiots. (laughs) (laughs) It does sort of come down to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just don't defend... (laughs) <laughs> really straightforward situations really badly. Like yes, defended corners pretty much all right. I know Jags hit the bar on one of them. Yeah, but, but come on, that was such a low percentage yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, really. this is what I mean. I felt, you know, we defended the, the corners and like I said, they weren't the biggest side. But this lot two big centre rounds in Jags and, and Davis and stuff. Yeah. And then last minute again, just that. So, yeah, it could have been a very different pod this because I'm bad <laughs> feelings now. So... <laughs> It really could, but fortunately we we hang on, hang on. You know, there's only that one chance, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and and get what I would I would contend is a deserved three points on the on the balance of the game, and uh, a relief all the same when the full time whistle goes. And uh, yeah, first time we've won back to back league games since uh, we beat Wolves and Chelsea in July 2020. So. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, let's have a very quick break. Uh, and then I've got a few more notes to just sort of raise from this game. And then we'll talk quickly about Middlesbrough tomorrow night as well. So that will be after this break. 
Hello, thank you for listening to Blades Pod. I just want to tell you about NordVPN, which helps me to stay safe and do more online. So NordVPN encrypts my traffic on both web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure website apps or who is actually behind those dodgy public Wi-Fi networks. We're never totally sure who actually owns the internet connection or who might be looking at what you're doing or where you are or what else is going on on your device. So whether I'm working on the move or just trying to keep up with whatever's happening with the blades that week, uh, that is very helpful for me indeed. One other thing that I very much enjoy taking advantage of with NordVPN, it makes it super easy to switch my virtual location with just a single click. So that gives me access to streaming platforms that aren't available in the UK, such as Netflix overseas, Hulu, and plenty more besides. NordVPN is also super fast. You do not sacrifice speed for your security. It also costs the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month, for which I get premium cybersecurity, which sounds like a very good deal to me. And talking of very good deals, they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners, which is yourself. All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod. So that is N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash bladespod. Or if you're on nordvpn.com, just use the code BladesPod when you sign up. You will get 73% off your two-year plan and four bonus months absolutely free. 73%. It's a limited time offer. Do not wait around. Head to nordvpn.com slash BladesPod today to take advantage of this great offer from NordVPN. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Uh, So I mentioned the first time we won back-to-back league games since July 2020. It's also the first time we've had a positive goal difference since the uh, 3-1 defeat at Southampton in the last game of the 19-20 season, which uh, wow. dropped us from plus two to zero. So, yay! <laughs> that's a good... Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that just shows it's been a terrible... I mean, we were obviously saying, you know, the championship would be better because we win more games, and obviously we started, and that, that didn't come to fruition at all. <laughs> but obviously now... I am enjoying it. I have to admit, I'm enjoying going back to the games, and I'm enjoying. I am. I'm enjoying the football. To be honest, I think mm. we're unbelievably wide open at the back. We can lose any game, but I feel like we can win any game as well with the way that we play. Which is, that's that's what you signed up for with Slav, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, one more thing on Billy Sharp, and I mentioned this to you before the match, and I tweeted it after the match. Mm. His record against Derby County, yeah, pretty pretty good. Uh, and he is now, there's only Blackpool, out of all the clubs that Sharp has played against, there's only Blackpool that he scored more goals against in his career than against yeah, Derby. Straight, I, I did see, you, obviously you said this, and I, I was thinking, I can only really think of one goal against Blackpool for, for United. You know that one where he sort of scuffed it in? I think it was his first goal, actually, on his, on his third spell. I'm assuming most of these aren't for United. Yeah, this, this is what, yeah, because obviously we've played Blackpool a few times, League One and what have you, and I don't remember him like being a... Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, probably Scunthorpe and Doncaster, I guess, is where he's put most of these in. But yeah, yeah this was Sharp's 16th game against Derby. Nine goals, three assists in 16 games. That is not bad, is it? And also no. uh, eight wins in those 16 games as well. It's not... Not amazing, I suppose. Well, fully, obviously, I've been getting a few views for the for Middlesbrough game, and they're all exactly the same. Sharp's going to score against Sharp. Always scores against it. <laughs> like every every week's exactly the same. Just, they're they're not on here. Um, I, I mean, they obviously are somewhere, but I, I just got a screenshot of like the top whatever this is twenty five yeah, yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he scored less than five against Middlesbrough in his career, so they can they can settle down. However many it is, but yeah, Derby. I bring it up because obviously, Dar- I think Derby are the 
Oh, he always scores against us. Yes, he absolutely does. And uh, as he said afterwards, I wish I could play them every week. I love it, Billy. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I was thinking we need to... He's um... a fan. I, I, like, I mean, he's a character, which hmm. uh, you don't get here, let's be honest. I mean, I don't want to get all like misty-eyed and all manish about it. But obviously, other teams are like, yeah, what a great performance today. I do think Charles always unbelievably honest. And he loves scoring goals. He really does. I, I'm starting to think. I mean, I, I've lost track again. Is it like two five three now or something like that for his career? Yeah, I think we need like a. Yeah. Do you remember when um, <clears throat> I think Man United used to have that banner up at Old Trafford about like how many years it was since Man City won the the oh yeah title and you know it went up every year and I I think we need something like this at Bramall Lane. It's like a sharp goal counter and you just tick it over one every time. It's career goals. Come the on, problem it's... with that is, if imagine if he didn't score for a season, you just stuck up there for like. <laughs> but that's the thing; it's still an impressive two hundred and fifty plus yeah, goals. That's yeah, that should be celebrated from uh, from a, from a Blades legend. Obviously, not all for United, but um, no. yeah. Anyway, that's just what I thought. I was like, he's still going. He's never going to stop. He's absolutely amazing. Um, he's now the third most successful goal scorer in the championship um, ever. Really. Yeah, David Nugent top with uh, 238 goals in the championship. Ross McCormack, <laughs> second, oh, really? 208. And then Billy Sharp with 198. Just in front of our old friend Jordan Rhodes, actually. Wow, I had no idea Jordan Rhodes scored that many goals at the championship level. I thought 100, it was 183 some... goals in 328 games for Jordan Rhodes. Billy Sharp's got 198 in 331. It's not bad for either of them, really. Res- respect no, to Jordan no. Rhodes, I thought he'd... It's uh... weird, because Jordan Rhodes hasn't scored for about five years. <laughs> He did. Thought, it was a really good spell earlier on. I, I thought he'd filled his boots in League One, actually, but um, yeah. no, how, how wrong I am. Um, I think just maybe just one other thing, actually, because we kind of brought up a lot of these already, but um, Ben Davies is a lovely footballer. Yeah. You know, I I think right now I have very little interest in what he can't do because I'm very much enamoured by what he can do, and that is play football to a pretty high standard, and he's such an upgrade on... Uh, Jack Robinson and yeah. well to be fair he's an upgrade on anyone else that's played left centre back for us in the last uh, however long it is since O'Connell yeah um, and got, I, yeah. I understand you know I, I thought it were really really good um, I understand people will be worried because he, he missed that header I don't know that's obviously a lot of things that people are worried about but I think going forward he offers us a lot yeah we're obviously trying to play it out from the back I, you know, mm. so few people say no he takes too long on the ball but I didn't get. I didn't see that myself. I, I didn't see that. No, I think they put that in his report. But I'd have to really respectfully disagree with that. I thought he was. Yeah, I didn't see that. But I'll keep a close around it the next couple of games and see what. Yeah, I think he's. I don't know. He, a lot of the time, he's, he's sort of he's waiting for the right moment to make the pass. You know, he's waiting for the the passing lane to open up. But he's. I mean, I think he does this better than O'Connell does. His ability to pass. From a centre back position into a midfielder is yeah, a couple think... of pings to the wing, weren't they? Which were like almost Norwood esque. Mm, yeah, the, the, the second half he did like a first time one, didn't he? Like yeah. almost on the half volley, but you know, just things that look quite simple, but like you know, just a twenty yard pass straight into flex feet, you know, just yeah. th- through the press basically. I think it's quite I, brave for a defender in terms mm. that he's always is going forward. There are a lot of defenders. Egan's one of them because he's not. It's not his main strength having the ball at his yeah. feet, and he might go a bit safe. But Ben Davis is quite brave with the ball. He'll, he'll happily go for you know options that are further out of his comfort zone, maybe. Yeah, definitely. But um, I'm I'm really happy we have him. Uh, not least because that's been a problem spot for us. Um, and yeah, I'm, 
I'll take him not being a huge physical presence uh, because I think the trade-off is is fine because the other things that he can do are good and you know he seems like at least an above average defender so yeah, yeah. <laughs> another another game where I was uh, pretty impressed with him to be honest even if I don't know you, you lose ahead of Curtis Davis I mean Curtis Davis wins plumbing everything in the air don't I you know yeah 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 <laughs> it, yeah it happens. Um- yeah, and if you don't win it with his head, he wins it with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk Middlesbrough, which is yes. tomorrow night? Yes. Um, I'm, I tried to get some views yesterday, um, and all I can say is they do not like Mr. Neil Warnock. <laughs> mm, how, how do you feel about Neil Warnock? <laughs> um, I think Neil Warnock is hilarious. Now he's not at United. Yeah. I, I like him more, I think, than I did when he was at United, if that makes sense. I yeah. think um, when you can just sort of laugh at him from the sidelines with the stuff that he comes out with. But, yeah, I think I listened to the, uh, uh, the Not The Top 20 podcast, and it, un- unlike them, I think, it's unusual. I don't think they, they ever usually say this from either, but they were basically suggesting that they think the best thing for Middlesbrough would be Warnock going because they're a team in transition. Warnock's 110, however he is. <laughs> so he's either man to sort of take this team forward or do you need a long-term plan? So, But I'd say the, from what I can come across, the vast majority of people really want Warnock to go. So at the start of the season, I think it was on our predictions one, I, I, I did sort of say to you, like, why is everyone so high on Middlesbrough? And I wasn't... Um, it, it was a genuine question. It wasn't that I thought they were going to be bad. I just I just didn't... I, I didn't understand why loads of people... I think not the t- top 20 were one. Yeah. Um, something else I read had them, like, at least top six as well. Might even have been top four. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite get it. And, um, yeah, they, they're obviously... They've not had a very good start to the season. They're, they're 18th in the league. I think I looked at their underlying numbers. That they're not, they've not been that bad. I'm, I'm really wary about this game. Yeah. Um, I, I think this week will definitely tell us a lot about where our season's going for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, even, even allowing for their position in the table, Middlesbrough. I think this is, this, this is probably the hardest game we'll have had since West Brom. I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's the one I've, I'm going in more trepidation about, especially with it being Warnock as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just bringing up the teams that they've played. Um, they've not had a hugely difficult start to the season. I mean, they start mm-hmm. start with a draw against Fulham, played Bristol City. Yeah, QPR have obviously had a good start to the season. Derby, Blackburn, Coventry are on fire, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Forest, Blackpool, Reading, who they lost to um, at the weekend. So. Yeah, it's not like they've had a brutal start, I don't think. You know, obviously caught Coventry at what may prove to be a, a bad time of the season, or maybe it'll just turn out that Coventry are actually really good. I'm going to finish it yeah. in 3 well, well, but it's a lot of like, Borough fans are saying that they, they, they do miss quite a lot of chances. Apparently, like, they're really shot shy. Um, hmm. They got rid of quite a lot of people. And some, obviously, Sam Belonga went, didn't he? And uh, the great Martin Johnson, obviously, went to Wednesday. Um, <laughs> but I think, they, I, think it's, I think they are blooding a lot of younger players. So, yeah, hmm. I suppose he's... Probably understandable that they've started so so slowly, really. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, just talking those underlying numbers, there's a couple of red flags for me here. Uh, it won't surprise you to learn they're one of the most effective set piece teams in the league. Hmm. They are uh, six six highest for set piece XG. Although they have only scored Bamba plays from, don't they as well? Does he? Right. They yeah. have only scored two from set pieces so far, which is the same as ours. But um, 
yeah, they've been pretty good at creating chances from them so far. Bottom five for open play XG, though, so set pieces mm-hmm. very much their strength. Defensively, they've been all right. Seventh best for expected goals against. Mm. This is my major warning sign. They are much, much, much more aggressive with the press than the three teams we've beaten in the yeah. last three weeks. I don't think it's a huge coincidence that all our wins are against the teams with the lowest um, passes per defensive action. This is where you'll see if Norwood decides to turn the corner or not, yeah. Exactly. Borough, Borough top 10 for that and top 10 for the for high turnovers win as well, one as well, which is like possession wins in the final third. So, yes, this game's going to tell us a lot about United, I think. Um, and I, I, I'm quite wary about how it might turn out. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not expecting us to rock up and completely dominate this one, to be honest. If we do, that's going to be very encouraging. But, um, yeah, I think this, mm. I think this is going to be a really difficult game. And uh, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. completely. And obviously, uh, Bournemouth on Saturday, as you said, massive mm-hmm. week. It, you, you end of this week, we're either going to be really excited by the end of the se- uh, by what the rest of the season, or a bit, mm, you know, yeah, where we need to work on it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a good summary. Yeah, this is it's, it is as big as that. We will talk about uh, can't speak. We will talk about Bournemouth in in the next podcast after we've played Borough. We'll just chuck this out there. Uh, our record versus Warnock sides is dreadful. We have. Oh, no. Is it? <laughs> uh, I've taken this from Transfer Market again, but one win in 10 games for Sheffield United against teams managed by Neil Warnock. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I think, the, I think the last one was 2009 when he was Palace manager. Palace 2 0. Right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just, I think Lee Williamson scored and someone else. And. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's oh I'm not happy, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh he does the biz against Sheffield United, Warnock. Um is it is it feasible that he could get sacked if, if United win this game? They seem to think so on their board. Obviously they're not more than us, yeah. They do think it's a a, 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 a almost a certain he is gonna get fired at some point and That'd be a nice story, wouldn't it? United getting more sacked. I can I can tell you now if we don't win this game or you know if we draw it late on or uh, or Borough win it, he's going to do something absolutely infuriating because I'm sure he is feeling this level of pressure. Yeah, that will come out in his uh, celebration or or antics, and yeah, he he is an annoying bugger, isn't he? (laughs) Almost glad we're not at home because yeah, yeah. I remember I always remember that Cardiff game. Where obviously they scored in the last minute, and he came on the pitch doing his like, oh, just get out of my face, Warner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. Uh, we're on Sky, obviously. You and I will be watching that, and then we will be back on Wednesday, I think, to talk about that one. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. um, two little shout-outs before we finish for a couple of X Blades, mate. I just want to put this in there. Aaron Ramsdale, another uh, another start for Arsenal. Another yeah. victory made a Played brilliant really well save. from what I saw. Yeah, a couple of really good saves. Yeah, uh, did not expect him to be number one this quickly. Uh, no. and he's he's done really well so far. And his distribution's you know, been fantastic. Some of his passing yesterday were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, big hand in the second goal. I mean, you know, a little bit of a dicey pass. Bit of luck there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now you're right, and uh, it's quite funny. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I haven't personally interviewed every Arsenal fan on the internet, but it's quite funny seeing the. Uh, Arsenal perception of him changed very rapidly. Uh, and, you know, even if you're a, a cold-hearted person who, you know, Ramsdale's dead to you because he's not here anymore, you should be objectively interested in uh, in his success because 
the better he does, the more money we'll probably get from Arsenal for him. So he's, he's off to a great then, start. That's what I... <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm sure he's... there'll be something in his uh, thing when he makes his first England appearance, we'll be getting a slice of the uh, slice of the pie. So slice of that pie. He's he's yeah. got to be in the next squad, surely. Do you think? Do you think he'll go? Would he go above Pope he's got to on be the Anderson's strength of his? Playing. Um, he now plays for a, a, what Gareth Southgate described as a big side. So exactly, that'll, that'll yeah. His favor. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be Pope. Is Pope playing? Is he back? I'm pretty sure he's playing for Burnley. Yeah, Pope, Pickford and uh, Ramsdale, I'd be thinking. Because, well, Johnson's in the Championship. Surely he's not going to get in above him. He better not. <laughs> I'll just say that. I mean, um, yeah, you may as well... Yeah, I, I, he deserves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's doing doing really well for himself. And uh, it's nice to see, to be honest. You know, seems like seems like a nice kid. I wish we'd... I wish we'd got another season out of him myself, but uh, yeah, we've we obviously talked about the transfer in in a lot of detail, so I won't go on any more about that. My other final word is another X-Blade, Phil Jagielka's seven hundredth club game of his career. An excellent Saturday. performance. He was excellent. I mean, seven hundred games. Mm. That's yeah. preposterous. I mean, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Like, how can you play that many games of football and still be, yeah. What is he now? Is he 39? 39, yeah, yeah. He's one of the few players out there older than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got the, we've got a manager who's younger than us and uh, a, a player who's... Uh, yeah, I never thought that. Yeah, obviously Rudy's there, like telling Jags what to do. It's like, shut up, you, you child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there are younger managers than Rooney out there, aren't they? But it's just, there's well, something about Brian it. Mason were about 21, I think. Oh, that's <laughs> true, yeah. were at Tottenham last season. Yeah, it's just, I can just remember like the very clear point in my life when Rooney made his debut and like the start of his career and stuff. So it's, it, that one does hit quite hard, to be honest. But, the game. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yes. Well, Jags, 700 games. Yeah. A, a really good performance. I sort of, uh, the, the tannoy or whatever on the, on the cop is atrocious. So I, sort yeah, of missed... I couldn't hear a thing. I could not hear a thing. Yeah. I, I would have liked a bit more pre-match recognition for Jags. I think, you know, just, uh, because obviously his, uh, his farewell for United um, came in from like 2,000 fans, of which I was very pleased to be one. But I don't know. I think it would have been nice to just have a little, a bit more, a bit more of applause. You know, a bit more of a build-up for him at the start. I, the I agree. I'm I really surprised. I mean, I, I suppose you could argue that he were only there last season, but he never got a, a good buy or anything, did he? Because obviously, yeah, in front of no fans. fans. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, congrats, Jack. 700 games. I, I don't know. I, I was. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit sad that he's carried on his career at Derby, but mm-hmm. where well, I was, you know, at the start when he first joined, I was like, oh come on, you know, you've earned, you've earned your retirement. You don't need to go and play with those idiots who are probably going to be one of the worst, <laughs> probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league. But then they've actually you done know what? Right for I had kept, I'd have kept the lad, the lad. He's older than me, but I'd have kept him to be fair because. Um, I didn't at the time. I thought it was the right decision, but after watching him yesterday, I think he could have been a you know a, a nice little backup player for, especially defending Leeds with one minute to go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, congrats on seven hundred games, Jags, and uh, yeah, good good luck for the rest of the season. I mean, you know, Derby could probably play like a mid-table team the rest of the season, and it might not matter because of the points deduction. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see him still doing well for himself because yeah, one of my all-time favorite players. As I've 
said many times indeed. And yeah, he put in a very good performance and I was convinced he was going to score as well. But for, yeah. fortunately, hit the bar. <laughs> the frame. <laughs> indeed. Right. Uh, we'll wrap up there, mate, because obviously we'll play again tomorrow. We'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, any, just, any... Sorry, just before we go, I've just been... <laughs> Middlesbrough fans, just gone on Twitter because Warnock's doing his press conference and uh, a lot of Middlesbrough fans are furious uh, about Warnock telling everyone how much he loves Sheffield United. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty public knowledge, isn't it? <laughs> I just think he's brilliant now. He just like manages to upset everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's that has basically been his <laughs> his like mission in life, hasn't it? I'm just gonna upset everybody <laughs> that I ever come into contact with. Sorry, anyway, I've gotten in though. I just, I just like love going through because I, I knew we were doing his press conference, and I just all these Middlesbrough fans saying, "We don't care about your loving Sheffield United. You're managing Middlesbrough." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well. An evening with Neil Warnock awaits us tomorrow. <laughs> Yippee. Um, yeah, what were you going to plug, mate, just before I finish off? The Derby View from is very, very good, very uh, it's salty. It's very entertaining, that, isn't it? Yes. Very salty. I got called... What did I get called? Someone, a Derby I think a fan, freak. A sad act and a freak I got called yeah. by a Derby fan for, for doing the view from. It's really annoying because I had a, he, he's since protected his tweet, so I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I had a singer lined up where I was going to say it looked like Bobby Davro does when he looks in the back of a spoon, which I think he did. <laughs> So I was going to put that back, and then he, he, he deleted his tweets and made his all private and stuff. So, but yeah, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't come at the king. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the Roy View from at Panchero. We should have a mainly episode out tomorrow. It's supposed to be, out, be Man and Liam's birthday this weekend, so um, very uh, sort of lots of other stuff going on so we've been a little bit uh, behind on the Maidley stuff but that should be out Tuesday and it's going to be uh, an Oasis documentary from 1997 oh excellent when's your birthday it was yesterday oh you should have said something you I don't like I mean, do you know what I didn't even know someone messaged me in the morning and said happy birthday I'm like oh yeah you forget don't you after a, like a certain age like it's not it's like, <laughs> it's like these cards come through and what's this oh yeah it's my birthday isn't it yeah but he's mine, he was mine yesterday he's Liam's today so happy birthday to Liam I'm sure he'll be listening yeah happy yeah. birthday to the two of you mate you should have said something I'd have bought you another pint on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm seeing you tomorrow to watch the match so I'll uh, yeah, I'll, sounds I'll, loud, yeah. I'll sort you out there but happy birthday to you for yesterday uh, yeah Roy'sViewFrom.com for that excellent view from Derby very very good indeed uh, follow you obviously at Panchero on Twitter follow me at BlazePod and uh, yeah we'll wrap up there mate I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow we'll be back on Wednesday as I said hopefully hopefully talking about a positive result over Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough and uh, and looking ahead to a big game against Bournemouth as well but um, yeah thanks to everyone for listening as always thank you very much to yourself for your time and I will see you tomorrow yes see you tomorrow mate thanks a lot Thank you.